You are listening to another BA Chat. Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're listening. We have an awesome, fantastic podcast for you today. Right next to me is the lovely Miss Rachel Coots on BA Chats. Why don't you tell them why we do this wonderful thing we do? Well, we do this wonderful thing because we believe in the testimony. Testimony means do it again, God. So... We have so many people on that share their testimonies of what Jesus is doing in their life. And and what you need to know is it's completely appropriate that your heart jump, that your heart skip a beat, that you lose your breath a little bit and say, Father, do that again. Do that again in me. And and maybe not the exact thing, maybe the exact thing, but something wonderful. So it's appropriate that testimonies affect all of us that way, that we say, sir, me, me, me. Let me be your target. Do it in me, around me. It'd be anything. Please. <laughs> and then the second reason we have BA Chats is that in our body at Bethel here at Bethel Atlanta, there are so many wonderful people. We have gold all around us all the time. And sometimes it just takes a, a little bit more than a five-minute brief interaction at church to you know, to get to know people. Actually, it does take that. And so this is an opportunity for us to introduce you to some of the gold that's in our body and let, let you hear their stories let you hear what God is doing in in their life. So, um, so you just, so you know, Oh wow, that's who that is. Oh my gosh. And then it's, Hey, we got to get to know each other better. It's only appropriate that we pull the gold out in each other. That needs to be all of our goals all the time. So BA chats is pulling the gold out of folks. (laughs) Yeah. So tonight, on your BA chat, we're so excited to pull the gold out of the Peavies. <laughs> Danny and Lana Peavy, thank wow. you guys for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're so glad to be here. You've been on our list for a long time, mm-hmm. so we're finally we're glad oh. that it finally happened. Oh, there's yeah. a list. Oh, there <laughs> is a list. I want to see that list. <laughs> we keep a list. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. Um, help our audience get acquainted with you guys. Lana, we'll start with you. How are you plugged in here at Bethel Atlanta? Um, I just finished up second year at Bassum. Right on. Which was amazing and hard and beautiful and everything that we thought that it was going to be for our whole family. Um, what else? What else can I say? We've uh, been coming to Bethel for how many years, babe? About five. Five, yeah. six years now. Coming on okay. five. Yeah, y'all were yeah. in the ABC building. Yeah. We were in the ABC <laughs> building. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ABCs. Yeah. Lana has a little bit of a reputation at Uh-oh. school. Yes. <laughs> her reputation is where Lana goes. There are miracles that happen. So we want to oh, hear wow. some of those stories. Can you start picking a few faves? I will. Yeah. Let me, let me think. Okay. Me think Do some good this. thinking. Cause yeah. boy, you came to school with some serious testimonies. They're just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've had, I've seen a lot of legs grow out. I actually <laughs> saw another one this past week. Get out. Or it was, when did I go? It was last week. It was last, last week. Last yeah. week. Um, I met up with these moms and yeah, a, a new mom group. I was the, the newbie in the class and I just fully showed up. I prophesied over this lady who was pregnant. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how that was received. But I did it. And then this other lady, the leader, she was having all this back pain. So I prayed for her and watched her leg grow out. The Anna. muscles release. And it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Jesus it's so really awesome. Good. See, this is Lana. Lana and Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I want to come back. I would like to know, how did the leg growing out thing starting start with you? We're going to go to Danny first yeah. and hear what Danny has been doing here at Bethel. And then we're going to come back. And I sure. want to hear when that started and yeah. how long has that been going? Because I know it's been a thing. It's been a thing. Okay. That's, That's so cool. Thing. All right. Salt in the oats there, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yeah, Danny. so um, I went through first year 
at Bethel and okay. second year and um, then helped a little bit with fourth year, which was a new year for the school. Just this last year, right? Just, mm-hmm. just this last year. And uh, yeah, I mean, just, just generally just trying to help out where I can and been almost five years for both of us. Nice. That's okay. so great. You know what I love about um, when I walk into Bassum and I see Danny standing there, I'm like, <laughs> I just seriously, I just feel the strength of the Lord. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Like, I just felt like, oh, muscles just got flexed. Oh. Because, <laughs> because they're, they're, they must they're, be spiritual muscles because I don't know what muscles. Well, that's what I'm referring at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. I just feel the strength of heaven on the scene. No you know? shave daddies. Spiritual muscles are better than external ones any old day. We all know it's true. Like if we compared it, you would be winning. Okay. <laughs> that's, so funny. that's awesome. Oh, well, good. Okay, so you finished two years and then helped with fourth year. How was that last year with just developing his brand new year, right? Yeah, it was great. I, I unfortunately couldn't complete a lot of it just because of our work schedule. And then, um, you know, Lana did so much sacrificing for our family when I went the first two years. I did. And preach. So, you know, I just wanted to also make sure that she was having the same experience that I did. And that meant taking care of Griffin and the family. And then um, I had started a business like two years ago. And then that's crazy. So. Um, it was great, though. It was fun to, to serve under Laura and, and just help out with what she was doing. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to get back to these testimonies, but tell us a little bit about you again. You mentioned that you started a business. So what is your business? Yeah, so I'm kind of a you know sales and marketing consultant. We do a lot of websites and branding and messaging and nice. marketing and things like that. Gotcha. But um, just started that about two years ago. But before that, I spent about 12 years in the corporate world just in enterprise sales, working for, you know, Apple and IBM and really big companies. So been, been doing that for, for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Are you enjoying being your own boss? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's been quite a journey just to kind of go from big company stuff to doing your own thing. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun so far. Awesome. That's the hardest I've ever seen him work. Yeah. But really? It's also the most alive I've ever seen him. That's a big yeah, deal. It's been oh, really good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's been fun. Good. Good. Lana, what about you? What do you do, girl? I am a construction manager for a developer who does high rise residential in Atlanta. That's so great. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? So, my background's engineering. Um, nice. For the developer, when we're building a building i am on the job side a lot nice. making sure that the contractor is doing what they should be doing i review all their pay apps process any changes that wow. have to be made i'm basically a liaison between the owner the architect the engineers and the contractor wow so that sounds very exciting making sure that the owner's vision is being put into the building very That's exciting really cool. In Atlanta? In Atlanta, yeah. Oh, how fun. There's so much building going on there. I'm sure you stay busy. Where he does um, building the Midtown. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's oh, fun. Yay. <laughs> Trust me, at our house, if the plumbing goes out, I am not the one that is fixing <laughs> that problem. I, I fixed that yes. one. Yeah. Oh, that's the yeah, best. The roles are reversed. <laughs> yeah, I know how to do that. Kindly. <laughs> Glad, Gladly. I'm like, can yeah. you go get this tool for me? And he's like, huh? What's that? So nice. That's so good. So uh, I'm just curious, you know, hearing from like going from a corporate world to owning your own business and then being just super in, you know, in your role of what you do. How do you feel like um, you get the opportunity to display heaven 
on a daily basis in your in your world mm. in your in your business? Well, I mean, I have to be brief when I answer this. For me, that's a really long story, kind of just given my childhood and all the things that have happened. But mm-hmm. short story is, you know, I was one of those kids that was drawn Bart Simpson and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was seven, right? And right. <laughs> Ended up doing some weird music stuff in my late teens and, you know, always kind of had this creative ability, but I didn't play drums or a guitar. You know, I've been a really great connector of, of people, just have a big empathetic gift and like to connect with people. So it's taken me a good 38 years to realize, like, there's a there's a such thing in, uh, as being creative in business. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's not a it's not a Christianese cliche thing. It's it's right. a real thing. Mm-hmm. And Dang, so you got to talk into that a little bit tonight. We need to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think you know, just not to go too much on that. Um, you can go too much on that. Well, I, I just I just <laughs> think you know, the first thing God did was create an, an economy. And um, how know, so? Well, I mean, created the heavens, the earth, and he he put the you know, gravity and, and the laws and awesome. the, the sun and the moon and the stars in motion. And, and he created man. And, and, you know, it's interesting in Genesis, he said, you know, name the animals. And he, he put Adam to work before the fall. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's something really holy about, you know, business and, and an economy and, you know, God himself created one before the fall. Yeah. And so there's yeah. something really holy to me about work and, you know, um, even, you know, in the Christian world, sometimes, you know, Christians shouldn't make money and they can't make money and there's a stigma there. So I, I, I think for me, there's something very interesting in my path about that all, all of this is, you know, how does, how do we walk into, into business or how do we walk into what people are doing in their lives? A lot of small business owners are, are owner operators. They're doing their pet projects. It's a lot of passion. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of grace and a lot of things there for me that are, are just very, very interesting to me around creativity and, and business and how ideas come together, things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot of our listeners have never associated economy with Genesis and the creation, mm. but that's a beautiful connection. Mm-hmm. I love it. That was an economy. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I felt like God actually in second year, I, I think I was talking to John Pitzer about it. I, I felt like, I don't know wh- how, where that came from, but it was just like, that's, that's really what it is. I mean, it's, it's the earth. It's where yeah. we live, of course, awesome. but it, it really is a, a working economy. Mm-hmm. And so I think the older I get, the more I realize it's not a pr- prosperity gospel thing. It's, it's, there's, there's something holy though around economies and money and, you know, creating and, um, yeah, that's just something I'm kind of really interested in. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. You are at the right place. We yeah. want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. Lynn, I want to hear from you. Yeah. And then really, Danny, can we come back to that? Sure. But so I love the idea of revival in business and economy and Genesis yeah. and, and that the Lord wants us to do well. And even the term prosperity gospel, what, what are we supposed to be sharing? I mean, we're supposed to be teaching what? Like a condemnation gospel. Mm-hmm. Poor gospel. You stink <laughs> gospel. That's the gospel I'm sharing. I mean, we need to even look at that term, you know? I mean, of course, we're supposed to do well. We're supposed to do well in our marriages and our families and yeah. our business and our internal worlds and you name it. We're just supposed to prosper. Mm-hmm. So I want to come back and hear yeah. more about this. Super interesting. Okay, Lana, how did the growing the leg thing out start with you? Because it was a thing, sister. It's totally a thing. Um, it started in Bassam first year. One night, 
there was, uh, they were teaching about healing and, um, Dion, he went up there and had a word of knowledge for lower back pain. And so I raised my hand cause I'd struggled with that for years and, um, he prayed for me and I was like, Hey, well, can you pray for my leg? Cause it's shorter than the other. And so we watched it grow out together <laughs> and that's how wow. it started. Yeah. That's was, a great starting point. It was amazing. And it took me, like, I couldn't even articulate what had happened because they wanted us to share testimonies right after it happened. And I couldn't even put into words. I just got up there with the mic and, like, rambled something. And nobody knew what I said or understood what had happened. I just was in so much shock. So I don't know how much time passed, but I threw out my back. And the muscle went tight again. And my leg went back up. And I remember laying on the floor. I'd yelled for Danny. And I was like... God, this is amazing. You're just going to get to do it again. You're wow, going to do it again. Wow. And Danny prayed for me and it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we came to church the next day and Donnie prayed for me and then the back pain left. Wow. And then um, that day I went to Crog Street and I got a word of knowledge about this lady who had back pain. And so I went up to her and asked her about it. <laughs> and she said, yes. And I was like, is your foot? one leg shorter than the other and she said yes and so we watched it grow out in Crog Street Market and then it happened again and then it happened again and That's I shared the testimony at church and then more and more and more people and the number now is up to 16 I think Anna. that I've seen but one in particular is really special to me that I want to share um this one was at work and I'd prayed for my boss before Frank, who's amazing. Um, but this wasn't him. This was my boss's boss. This is the owner of the company. Okay. The developer walked by my desk one day and he said, Oh, my back is hurting. And I was like, Jesus, is that you? <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, I can't do this. If, if this is not going to happen, like I'm going to look like a crazy person. <laughs> he does not believe in Jesus has no grid for healing. Wow. And this is yeah. a line that I hadn't crossed with him. You know, like I hadn't shown up in this way before with him wow, that's great. and so I asked Scott is his name I was like is one of your legs shorter than the other because I told Holy Spirit I made a deal I was like if it's shorter then I'll do it then I know it's you and so Scott went back to his office and then about 45 minutes later he was like yes one leg is shorter wow he didn't say anything when you asked him he just went to his office he went to his office to check oh, and then oh, he came gotcha. back yeah okay. and then um check that out yeah <laughs> And I was like, you're going to think I'm crazy. And he goes, I already do. Oh, <laughs> well, like, well, great. We got nothing to lose. <laughs> right. Big gulps. <laughs> and, I was, and then I just told him, I was like, I've seen, I've prayed for some people and I've seen their, their backs get healed and their legs grow out. And I was like, can I pray for you? And he was like, all right. So we went to his office and I prayed for him. He's Jewish. Okay. Um, does it? He's Jewish not practicing Jewish, just born Jewish, born Jewish. Yeah. And sure. yeah, it doesn't celebrate the holidays or does, uh, yeah, doesn't have a relationship. Okay. Um, and his legs started moving and I was like, Scott, do you see your leg? I was like, are you moving it? He goes, no, I'm not, but I feel it. And so we just watched it grow out together. And then he, when it, when we got done, and I prayed in Jesus' name. And when I said Jesus, he, like, looked at me with his eyes yeah. really big. But um, he goes, he was like, how did you do that? And I was like, God just loves you so much. He goes, oh, no, no. is there a way we can monetize that? Oh, <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> 
And I was like, Scott, what is freely given? You freely give. You can't monetize that. Oh, Such a developer. Like, Best ever. There was this guy in the Bible that tried to do that one time. You go read the story. When she was telling so me this funny. story, like, this is probably one of the, I don't know, number 14 or 15. So, you know, you come home from work, you're getting dinner on the table, the kids are going crazy or whatever. Hey, babe, another one happened. Oh, God, really? Yeah, it was with my boss's boss. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> God, I hope this is good. You know? <laughs> You're not going to get fired, are you? I think that's what he Pretty said. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm like, is this, is this good or bad? <laughs> okay, it's good? Okay, before continue. The, continue. Before the story goes on, I just need to know, yeah. is it good or bad? Are yeah. you fired? Yeah. yeah, are you fired? Are you good? Okay, T- tell me more about the Lord. Come yeah. on. <laughs> well, but what... Oh, the way he said it was, this is very valuable. So he's yeah. actually right. I mean, he was just seeing the value in praying and seeing a miracle. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, all of his back pain was gone. It was amazing. That one was really special to me. And sure. I think I've prayed for everybody in our office at some point. I had yeah. his, That's awesome. His dad works um, in our office, too. We call him Mr. L. This is Scott's dad. And just today, I don't even know how they were talking about it, but he pointed to me and he goes, that's my pain reliever right there. Whenever I'm in pain, I just go to her. And I was like, <laughs> that is a fantastic claim okay. to fame. Yeah. Wow. So when did this start with you? Like, when did you start stepping out and really praying for people? Bassam first year. It was Bassam. I, had, I wow. had prayed for people prior to that. I had, like, I don't know, probably 10 years of, of praying for people and reading all the stories. Um all the testament or all the the stories in the Bible about healing, just because I had a heart for it, but I didn't start seeing them happen until Bassem first year. Oh my gosh, yeah. best ever! It's amazing. So if you want these testimonies for yourself, go to Bassem. <laughs> Do it. And there you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> she, went, right. she went after it for a long time. It was really, yeah. it was really awesome to watch. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's wow. just my heart. And you asked him, like, you know, how do you show up? at work. Um, and that's how I show up. I don't love what I do. It's not my passion. I have grace for it right now. And my boss is amazing and it is exactly what we need for right now in our lives. Sure. Um, but that's, that's how I get excited is looking for opportunities to pray. I've prayed for so many contractors randomly on the job site. Like I just, that's how I show up. That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so happy because it just, it's so it's unfair to me to keep the gospel from certain types of people because they don't look a certain way or talk a certain way or we're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. goodness needs to come into contractors and good Everyone. grief. They need to be shown love the same way that all right. of us do. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Lana. It's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> it's an love adventure it. for sure. Contractors are probably the top source of <laughs> our touch points, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's manual, like hard labor, hard labor, like out doing massive things. You can hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's lots of I mean, injuries. I have a hard time in the yard. <laughs> you <mean>. know, <laughs> you know, I'm with you on that. Well, Danny, was your experience at Bassam similar, which it doesn't have to be, but it's, it's interesting to yeah. see what people will experience in school and how they come out after they're done. Yeah. What was your experience? I mean, so Bassam was really interesting for me because, um, kind of just the family I grew up in, um, you know, my dad and mom got radically saved and 
Boston, Massachusetts, Jesus Movement, Keith nice. Green on the piano. <laughs> right on. Yeah, my dad saw a demon come out of him. He started preaching when he was 20. I mean, they, they moved us to Atlanta to start a church, like, when I was, like, four. Whoa, right? I didn't know this. I, you know, with his friend, my dad was like, Jesus is coming back, you know. It's gorgeous. Jesus is coming back. He didn't have a degree. He didn't have a – I mean, he was he was going for it. Wow. So, um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm sorry I go around to answer nope, the, the middle. No, you go. Go. But, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, if my dad hears this, you know, he, he knows the story, but – yeah, he he had a he had a, a tough time, you know. He had, he had five kids. Our sister passed, but he 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 raised four boys. I'm the oldest out of four. Wow. And you know, he was the youngest out of six kids. You know, his again Irish Catholic up in Boston. Just his his mom went through the depression. Wow. So you know, he he grew up feeling really rejected, and his mom and dad never went to a baseball game, and so he met the Lord radically, moved us down here. But you know, growing up, I think he you know had a lot of challenges with just you know, depression and anxiety. And I remember being 15 years old, walking in the kitchen, just feeling his, his weight, like feeling the heaviness of what it was. And so, I mean, we had a Pentecostal assemblies of God sort of background. He was a deacon on the church and he was the guy six, five standing up, translating somebody's word shabba dabba dabba and he's like thus says the lord blah 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 i'm 12 years old going like this what like is oh going what? On? You know, so we, it was ingrained in me but um you know i think i picked up a message somewhere down the line that said you know whether it's perfectionism it, it was you know self-hatred you know i don't know if it's called an empath but just picking up on maybe his depression or the, the kind of some of some of the the toughness of the family that, you know, what he was going through, um, with, I think being disillusioned with moving to Georgia, yeah. starting a church that didn't happen. And then I'm making $6 an hour digging a ditch with two kids at home sure. and trying to figure out, I got to make a living. What does Tough. that look like? So yeah. he went, th- I mean, I, he calls it the wilderness. You know, I went through 30 years of wilderness, but, um, I think me kind of going to church and realizing like, okay, I, I met Jesus really young, but really not knowing God loved me. And not really realizing that because I just, I had a lot of, either I was picking up on, on his depression and, and feeling like it was my own. Sure. Or. Like you said earlier, you have an empathetic gift. So yeah. Or. That's how that would go in a house. What, you know, I feel like Michael Maiden even at one point said is that, you know, if you, if you're kind of prophetic, it's working that gift out is, is sometimes is a really ugly process. Sure. So. You know, the, the way the way Bethel kind of um, was really beautiful for us is because I met Lana when I was like 28. Um, and I met her after I read the Song of Solomon and had a really just super quick, you know, I read gen- the first chapter. It said, you know, the woman represented the bride of Christ, the, the guy represented God. And chapter one, the girl looked at her skin and said, I'm dark but lovely. And I, I read some studies on it and it meant, you know, it wasn't the color of her skin. It was, she was visually seeing hatred and self-hatred and shame and, you know, all these bad things. But the whole song of Solomon, the guy who represents Jesus just says, you're beautiful, you're lovely, you're holy, you're white, you're pure. And I, I, even now, like I'll, I remember being 27, I can't stand it. just this crying, so right? Because, you know, they make love in chapter four. And, and by the end, she's like, no, I am holy. I am lovely. Wow. I am beautiful. Mm. And I saw that and, and the Lord showed me like, you know, and again, this is not on my parents, but it was like, you know, your childhood growing up, you, you just have never seen yourself the way you're supposed to. Yeah. 
It sounds and like you, there was just an identity, like the Lord was, it was saying, the, hey, here's your identity. Yeah. And, and, here's your true and so that was 27. We got married and I'll be really candid for seven years or, or you know, until we, we moved to California, moved back for about four, five, six years. I wasn't jaded against the church, but I had a problem with like fast food Christianity. Sure. And I, I would walk around the house and I'd say, no, we're not going to that church. And I was like, you know, because Lana, all it's about is the way you look at yourself. I didn't have a language for identity like Bethel does, but I was like, you just have to look at yourself the way God does. And that's what I learned in Song of Solomon. And I'm telling you, after I got that lesson, I met her and we got married in six months. Wow. <laughs> so I've God had to show me like what it was like to be a man. And you, you, you know, you have to have the right identity to be a yeah. father. And so when that's we moved beautiful. back to Georgia, and um, it's funny, we were living in California. I was all about this, what I, what we call identity. And I was meeting up with a bunch of Christian brothers out there. We'd have coffee and talk about these deep things of life. And my cousin, Vinny, yes. Yes, you have Vinny. a cousin, Vinny. I have a cousin, Vinny. He's Italian. <laughs> Very Italian. He's, so like, he's like, hey, bro, uh, you got to read this book. And he gave me Chris Valentin's Supernatural Ways of Royalty. I looked at the title. I'm like, come on, man. This is, this is, this is hogwash. This is all all that hogwash. I was like, and I literally just put it somewhere. Wow. We moved back to Atlanta. Somehow, um, another buddy says, Hey, you should go to Bethel, Atlanta. Just given some of the talks we had. And I'm like, okay, so we go visit and back up. We yes. got to Bethel because we heard, we listened to Blake Keeley's. We listened to that after my buddy told me, oh, okay. that. but yeah, we ended up researching, of course, listening to a Blake Keeley podcast. And then read, hey. Danny read awesome. Blake's book I and read he Blake's hadn't book. read Vail? a book. <laughs> the entire time that we've been married. This is like yeah. year seven or eight. back to back. And I mm. love to read. And so when he was like, you've got to read this, I was like, what? Well, I, re- I actually <laughs> listened I will to, read I it. Will read it. <laughs> I, I listened to Blake's uh, podcast, and he was telling a story about when uh, the climax of the story was Jesus kissed a girl that had chains on, mm-hmm. and the chains fell off. Do you remember that mm-hmm. story? I do. And I, I, I literally started crying in my living room when we, in Atlanta. And so we went to, to, to Bethel Atlanta, ABC building, 2014, fallish. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Jen Stockman that this next story happened with. But I think Jen was doing the announcement transitions. She mm-hmm. was. Like she had just the, hey, guys, you know, Saturday we're having kids bop or whatever. It's, you know. Yeah. And I started crying. She wasn't saying any scriptures. It's just like, I, you know, I hadn't been in a, in a I, I've been to church. I just. But it was what I was looking for, like just the presence and the heaviness and just presence, yeah. identity. And I didn't know it yet that you guys, your core competency was identity. But I, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Wow. Um, so me going to, to, to the school was really just, I feel like, God's way of taking that six years and just, you know, doing a chiropractic adjustment with the identity and just, yeah, this is it. And and it, it was two years of a just a wow. I mean. It, I tell her it was a really a pregnancy for me. Six years was, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the pregnancy and, and the birth. And, you know, then I, launched, I graduated second year and launched the business. I mean, it, it took off. So, wow. sorry, a really long-winded no, explanation. Not, but no, please don't apologize. So you definitely, your takeaway from school was identity. Like you, you were seeing. And, and Identity for me um, was experiential when I showed up at school. It mm-hmm. wasn't learning it for the first time. It was like. Now I have words to what it is. I had carried identity my entire life, just with everything I just said with my experience with my family and my dad and everything. So it it meant a lot more 
to me. I'm not saying it doesn't mean a lot to others, but it wasn't just sure. sitting down and learning, oh, if this is how God sees you. I had, I've lived through the doldrums of depression. Yeah. I've lived through the hell of, of all that emotional, just, you know, manipulation and just heavy stuff. And so it meant a lot to me to go through the school. Wow. Yeah, a lot. We both had a lot of emotional healing um, over those over the past four years, and and I would say that it it saved us. It wow. saved yeah. it saved our family. It saved our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like our trajectory is totally different than yeah. it was four years ago. Where wow. are you headed? Um, only good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I mean, we're not afraid to talk about it. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, what she said. I mean, we're. You know, without getting super super too spiritual it our destiny and family line was was under attack well sure i mean even our you know our marriage you know first 10 years i mean it was it was hard but sure. we felt like there was just something else just like you know sure pressing down so yeah i mean we 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 looked at it as an investment wow. a massive investment wow big time and you got a beautiful got return, a return. Yeah. beautiful it's priceless yeah. It really is. It's it's changed. And again, this is not me trying to plug the school. It's changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of, of everything. Yeah. And that's so great. Yeah. Wow. How? Oh man, I'm grateful for that. What a wonderful <laughs> story. Um, you know, I have to. I don't even know if you guys remember this or if you remember this. But and I don't know if this was the first time that you guys were at Bethel, but the first time we met you, we were sitting in front in a row in front of you. And Rachel had a word of knowledge for you, Danny. Really? I don't. Yeah, and it I don't, had to do with the depression. And I remember, I I remember that. you, because you told me the story after church and you started speaking to him and he, like your head goes like, boom, like this and tears just start pouring down your face. That sounds right. <laughs> do you remember and, this? How do I not remember I, this? I thing? remember it vividly. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, how do you not remember this? Like it wow. was such a, like a super powerful moment. And yeah. I remember thinking, and I, I remember thinking like, that's just such a, like a, a little, uh, just a little coin that I carry around in my mm-hmm. body. Like, oh, I remember that one. Wow. And Thanks so, for bringing that and up. And to watch from that moment, like, and I remember you explained to me what was happening, to watch from that moment to where you are now, I just th- I'm just like, man, Lord, that is a, that is just a fantastic gem wow. to, ha- to carry around to watch the trajectory of your life change like that from that moment in that. Were yeah, we at the yeah. ABC building? We were. Oh I my think gosh, I do remember. You guys. We were on the right hand side. This, we're like yeah. two rows back, and you were right behind. I See, remember that. Actually. You know that whole Jesus putting you on like a glove is very literal sometimes. <laughs> I do not remember this. I think I really do remember that actually. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it's good to remember. It a, yeah. Wow, mm. it's a big deal. You gave me a prophetic okay. word about joy and the wells of joy that are in me, and that okay. was in one of my darkest periods. So. All wow. these little God moments, they yeah. just, it's just <laughs> enough to keep your hope up and yeah. keep you in it, you know? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Each one of them is a course reset. Like each one of them just mm. keeps pulling you further, further, right. further, you know, into Jesus and, and towards him and where he wants us to get, which is always good. Yeah. Wow. You guys, this is beautiful. <laughs> oh, happy day. It's happy a happy day. day. It's such a happy day. Yeah. <laughs> Lena, what were we talking about earlier about that you, when you were at school, oh, in the emotional healing, I wanted to come back to that. Is that something that just happened in the atmosphere 
or was that something that we were teaching on? And then I do want to, one of the things that I love about you too. The emotional healing for me was definitely a process. Okay. I mean, I wish it had been the instantaneous leg grow out situation because <laughs> that would have been a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been as rich as what this is and as um, teachable. I think that especially this second year, I just started to see how God was putting it all together and how mind, body, and soul are all interconnected Mm -hmm. and how I had to address all of those to get my healing. Wow. Um, So I had all these struggles with my body uh, for years, for years. And um, some of that was wrapped up into, you know, I needed to take my thoughts captive. But it was hard for me to take my thoughts captive when my body was deficient in certain vitamins, like the chemical imbalance is a real thing. And so one specific one is vitamin B. Like I can tell the difference if I'm not taking my vitamin B. My my thoughts get dark and I'm like, have I taken my vitamin B today? You know, Um, but if if those things are working the way that they should, then it's easier for me to take my thoughts captive. And when you take your thoughts captive long enough, it just gets easier and easier. And after I did that for a while, um, I was able then, it's it's like the wounds in my heart, they weren't so festering anymore. They were still there, but they had kind of scabbed over, you know, like I could poke them and they didn't just, you know, ooze with blood anymore. (laughs) Um, But once I was in that place, I could go sit and those wounds and let Jesus heal them. But I had to take my thoughts captive first. Like I couldn't even get to the wounds because I couldn't get past these thoughts, you know, like I just wasn't even healthy enough. And I think all the little touches in Bassam, it's hard to articulate specific moments where you're, you, you have thought patterns that change or where something like seeps down into your soul, the truth of who you are and the truth of who God is, but you just keep showing up. And then just progress happens. And um, it's just really, it's just really beautiful. Once I got through that and I went, my biggest fear was to sit in the pain of my past. So once I faced that biggest fear and I let God into those places, I started getting breakthrough in all these other areas. It's like what? Like, like what kind oh of Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there. Do it. So, um <laughs> relationships oh yeah relationships (laughs) restored like um my mom apologized to me about something that I hadn't thought about in years and she never opened up to me like she was we have a great relationship but she never opened up to me about I call him my DNA dad um I have my dad who is my stepdad who's my heart dad and then I have my DNA dad who was super abusive and an alcoholic and terrorized her basically she never talked to me about him, but, um, I was able to articulate to her for the first time that I didn't feel safe around men because I didn't feel safe around my dad and just wow. what I had seen and experienced. Sure. And we just had this beautiful conversation wow. that I wasn't even contending for, wow. you know, that just happened. Wow. I didn't even need that, but it was just beautiful that it came and we had it and it was just a beautiful moment. Um, one really big one was um had to do with Danny and I so we've been married 11 years oh good job you guys way to go 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. The first eight of those, the first eight of those years, sex was really painful for me, and it took a lot of different layers and on, on the reasons why. And it was mind, body, and soul again. How to address all these different layers. But even after the pain had gone, I still had all this anxiety. I can only liken it to um, post-traumatic stress. Wow. Like I would physically s- stress sweat and cringe at Danny's touch, even if it was a non-sexual touch, just going to give you a hug because my mm. body anticipated pain that wasn't even there anymore. Wow. And so um, that was really hard. So that was pain stopped at eight and then anxiety. I'm still walking through some of that sure. now, just but it's healing. a, it's a you, lot less. Would you say it's just healing? It's, it's, yeah, it's just part of healing. But one thing that hadn't happened um, our entire marriage is I've never had an orgasm during intercourse ever. Wow. And that's Atlanta podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. More people we, need to we, talk about this we, stuff. We, so we I'm going to celebrate you. We can I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> and I prayed this was the week before Bassam graduation. I prayed God, because I just thought I was, there's a statistic out there that says one in three people can't have orgasms during intercourse. Okay. Like your body should start made that way. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask Jesus for this. Oh, like, Lana. if this is available for me, I want it. And that was it. That was oh, the end of the wonderful. prayer. And I didn't think about it at all again. And the next time that um, we had intimate time together, <laughs> I had an orgasm. Wasn't even thinking about it. It happened oh, the beautiful. next time. Beautiful. I wept like a baby. I bet you did. Oh my yes, goodness. Did I. <laughs> yeah. You guys, yeah. that's beautiful. I wept like a hardcore baby. And then the next day is Bassin graduation. I randomly have to go to the store. Um, side note, I use natural deodorant. And because I was talking at graduation i was like i need to get me some that's deodorant. right because you were your class speaker yeah. this year, i was the right? class speaker congratulations I was like, thank you i need to get me some real deodorant <laughs> so i'm not gonna like stress sweat through my <laughs> Natural outfit stuff is just not, gonna, not do. gonna cut it that's so funny and so i left the house at 7 30 and i opened the door and there's this beautiful rainbow I'm going to cry perfectly over my doorstep right in front of me. And I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. The promises of God are so true. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, Luis had given me a prophetic word when I was in Bethel Life five years ago. And he had no idea. I didn't talk in Bethel Life. This is Luis Velasquez. They're coming up. Yep. This is a shout out to Luis and Neva. They'll You're be here before list. long. You're You're yeah, you guys made the coming. list. Yep. Um, he'd given these words. Didn't know anything about me and Danny. Didn't know that we were in the doldrums, that our marriage was so sad and depressing. <laughs> didn't know anything because I didn't talk. I mean, shocker. I didn't say anything in Bethel Life like the whole time that I was there. But he pointed at me one of the last nights and he stood up and he pointed at me and he goes, your marriage is going to look like a permanent honeymoon. You are always, everyone around you is always going to say, are they on their honeymoon? Oh, wow. Wow. And that's the word that I thought when I saw the rainbow. rainbow. And it just came back in a flash. And I just wept all over again and ran and got Danny and we celebrated. And it was only there for five minutes. I literally could have missed it. Worth every single tear. Those are precious tears. So did you just say, that you getting healthy, pursuing the Lord, pursuing breakthrough, learning how to take your thoughts captive, learning that it's mind, soul, 
that it's body, soul, and spirit, that yeah. you're having breakthroughs that you're, it's not like you were praying for those, right. but that they just happen. They're just happening. As your health increases. Yes. That's yes. beautiful. Yeah. I mean. Beautiful. That, but yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was tough. I think, you know, I, you know, when you're married, it's, it's feel like you're shadow boxing sometimes. So it was, <laughs> you know, you say that it was, I don't know. It was kind of a, a tough time because super hard. Yeah. It so many fronts. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that funny thing that we, we, we've always teased. We learn how to do so many other things that are so less important. And then, but marriage is just like, I don't know, you pick it up as you go along, looking at people's parents and your, your parents, and you just kind of pick it up. But no one's taught very well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and not to, I always go back to the Song of Solomon, but, you know, one of the, one of the things, I mean, we, you know, we went through it. I mean, we, we went through just... Yeah, like she said, eight, nine, ten years, and it was more than just intimacy. Although I think that was really important. It is important. Um, but I, you know, I think one of the things that we both did, like with the, even around the school, I actually had Mike Edwards call. You know, because you, you know you're going through a time like that. It's a you know anything, but anybody going through any anything tough that's been over five, six, seven, ten years, it's you know, whether it's health or whatever, it's, it's tough. So you get, you know, you can see counselors, you get advice and everybody helps you go towards the next level you're supposed to go to. But I'll never forget, talk to Mike and, you know, we were talking about all this and, um, he's like, Danny, you know what? You got to die, man. And, and that's all he really said. He said a little bit more than that, but we, I think what, what happened, I think what really it was and, and she's right you know it's you know for you the mind body soul and how it all connects and your thoughts and the anxiety but I think what what we did spiritually um and even for me you know I, I it was painful for me to you know if I'm not getting my needs met or I'm mad because of something and I'm doing everything I can and that's that's what I said for years like I'm doing everything I'm doing the flowers I'm doing the date I'm doing you know I don't think anything's wrong with me hmm. I'm but I made, I did make a, a heart shift and that really looked like if, if I don't get, if I'm not getting anything that I need, it doesn't matter anymore. Wow. And it, I'm going to go to do the extra two loads of dishes or I'm going to, I'm going to die. I actually said to myself, I'm going to die. And it hurt. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it was the first time I, again, I, we both sacrificed for each other, but I personally made a heart shift. And then I think Lana did the same thing. I think we both were like, we're really like you really have to die yeah like really really die and i know it sounds like super weird but i don't know what it was but when we when we when we both like really died i i you know the michael maiden word we got i mean Mm -hmm. just all this i mean it's it's so true about jesus dying for us and what that looks like in a relationship i mean it's it's so true i think that when he, he did start dying to himself daily or moment by moment even. And, and this was a time too, where I had a lot of crap coming up. Like I was getting triggered by a lot of things. It was bringing up, I was bringing up old stuff and just sharing like my heart wounds and he was dying to himself even in those moments. And it looked really ugly sometimes. Um, but I think when he started doing that, that trust thing that I had a problem with trusting men, like I started to be able to trust him. 
Wow. Oh, wow. And, and that's when it shifted. So <laughs> he painful. died to himself, and then I started to be able to trust him, which was something that was really hard for me because my huge. Like, DNA dad stuff. And then um, a little while after that is when we got the Michael Maiden word. And the first thing that Michael Maiden said to Danny was, you are a safe person. Oh, wow. And, and that, I think that was more for me than it was you for him. It, yeah. That was for my heart. Sure. It was like this, the seal that I needed on, on me, like putting my toe out. Can I trust wow. him? Can I trust him? And, and I was confused. Cause I, I mean, I, you know, if she said that to me, I'd be like, I didn't say woman, but I, I looked at the <laughs> fake watch on my arm and I'm like, I've been with you for eight or nine years. Like I don't cheat. I don't, I don't, I'm a social drinker. I have one good beverage. I don't go to the clubs. I don't, I work hard. I, right. What do you mean? You yeah. don't trust. I go to church. Yeah. I go to a prophetic church. Like, so it, it was, it was really good for me. Um, you know, I think God was teaching me like, listen, it's not about what you're doing right or, or yeah. doing wrong. It's, it's you're the man. And, you know, Christ died first. Like, I mean, that's beautiful. you've got to die. And because, it's I just mean, crazy how it's just one because, heart shift. Because how much beautiful did he do? Yeah. You know? For real. Yeah. The, the scripture keeps coming yeah. to mind is that a seed has to go in the down, uh, ground and die before it can bear much fruit. Oh, come on. So, you know, that's just really what's happening is, is so the good. seed is going into the ground. Um, and so it can bear much. Well, I think so, people, I think we're... Yeah. Christians sometimes don't practically know what that means. And I'll just use myself as an example. If I'm, you know, if, or a husband and wife, if, if a husband cussing out a wife, going nuts or whatever bad things are happening, that practically, practically looks like, you, you know, unless uh, hopefully it's not a safe, you know, it's safe and no one's getting beat or anything illegal. Yeah. But you know, it, it looks like you just taking it or, or just, you know, seeing through the lens of this is a destiny thing, right? Like we're going to keep our eyes on, on the destiny. So it doesn't matter which party's doing what to each other. Again, within the framework of nobody's getting beat or anything Safety. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, in marriage, it's like, we, we don't really know specifically like situation by situation, what that really means, you know? And it's not yeah. like you have to be a, take a, a torturous thing. No, I think there's a grace there. And I think we all have the Holy spirit. We can know what to do in this moment. But I, that was a big, that was a big thing for us. Sure. I bet. So this good. is one of the million reasons why we have him. I mean, we just have to have him to, to bring what we know to life. Yeah, but- to, to tell us what to do in that moment. What, what does this situation call for? You know, I mean, it's why we have him. So yay for yeah. him. You guys, we're going to have to wrap this mm-hmm. up, but we, we're going to kind of spring this on you guys. We always open it up for our guests at the end of our podcast to impart anything that you really feel has just been burning in you. Anything where you really felt the Holy spirit mm-hmm. in our chat. Yeah. And if you hear any words of knowledge, we've had lots of people get healed and um, yeah. um, just from these words at the end of the podcast. And so we've seen some beautiful things. So we always like to open up to you guys. So anything you're hearing, seeing, okay. feeling, you're more than welcome to share. Yeah. Would you like to impart anything? Which, again, we didn't even get to this. But what I love about Lana was her questions in Bible. You always had good questions after I taught Bible. And you, <laughs> you ask one great question. 
about impartation. Actually, I took notes and changed my my teaching. I was like, oh, okay, I need to ex- I need to oh, explain wow. this more thoroughly. So I loved your questions. They helped me get sharper. But anyway, yeah. if you have anything to impart, <laughs> it always makes me think of you. I would just say that um, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are already a healer. And so the only thing that I'm going to impart to you is a boldness and the courage to go up and do what you've already got in you. That's beautiful. That's helpful. That's beautiful to do what you've already got into in you. That's already there. <laughs> that's, do it. That's good news. That's a good word. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I would say is, um, you know, family is so important. Just, you know, our own families, our individual families. And so just maybe anybody or really any couple that has tried all the stuff, you know, maybe even somebody right now on on Google doing a bunch of Googling on (laughs) how to, what do I, what if... What if she, you know, yeah. I just feel like there's somebody probably listening right now doing that. and Probably lots of somebody. You know, um, I would say the answer is you got to die. Well, the awesome. answer is you got to die. You got to die to yourself. Yeah. Not <laughs> die, not die Thank literally. You. Thank die, you. Die to yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, we're the prophetic. We can not <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love Guys, it. Thanks so much. I heard, I heard a couple of things. I heard um, that somebody's getting healed, like their Achilles. They pop their Achilles and the Lord's healing it back up mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then um, I also heard um, that somebody was having um, trouble with their right ear. They've been having ringing in their right ear. And uh, the Lord is, um, yeah, he's healing that right now. Like that ringing is going to fade. If it pro- It's probably fading now. It will probably fade until you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning. You'll be able to hear. So, yeah, I heard that. Right ear ringing and Achilles. That's right good. Ear, both on the right. Yeah. I want to release that God wants us to do well. And um, I feel like there are folks, multiple folks looking for jobs. And you just got to know that think that think the very best thing that you can think like in your imagination let your imagination go to how good could this thing get and then just know that Jesus is thinking one million times past that you just can't think as big as him you can't think as good as him he wants you to do well so Ephesians 3:20 I'm hearing that super clearly yeah. he wants you to do well more than you're asking for more than you're thinking according to the power that's working in you yeah, so that power that's working in you just release, just release junk and love him like wildfire and know that he's good and believe that he's got good things for you. He can do great things with that. So Yeah, you have permission to succeed. Yeah, you've got permission to succeed. Do well. Do well. That's awesome. Well, that, that's going to wrap right. it up. Peavies. Peavies. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Rachel. Big Thank you, Kevin. God bless you. <laughs> great big God bless you for being here tonight. Wonderful. That was Thanks fun. so much for sharing. Thank you. You guys are awesome. All right, y'all remember, we love you. Jesus loves you, too. 